politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome in to the Mark Harvard Podcast, episode 23. Happy to have you in with us. And uh, I had a great week so far. Uh, last weekend, we got to hang out at uh, Hammer and Stain over in the Lee Branch Shopping Center. We got to make a cool little board, which I'm, uh, if, you, if, you, if you watch the video uh, edition over on YouTube, you'll see it. Uh, it's in the back uh, of the shot. You can, yeah, it's right back there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. They made me a nice little board with my logo on it. It's pretty great. Uh, if you're in the Birmingham area, I would encourage you to go by and book an appointment with Hammer and Stain. It's over in the Lee Branch Shopping Center to the right, to the right of Tzatziki's, if you know where that is. Uh, and you do all, It's like a Sips and Strokes, but with lumber. And you can make all these cool crafts, and you can they'll teach you how to do charcuterie boards, and and it's a great, you know, you can get a group and go. It's, it's fantastic. If you're just needing a night out, maybe a night out with the girls, just even a night out with the guys, go by and check this out. It's actually really cool. Tell them you heard about them from Mark. Also, we've got a, another big event, big live event coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks. Stick around. We're going to give you more, more on that. This is more for folks on the uh, trustful Springville end of Birmingham. Um, we've got a big event coming up on uh, the 13th, July the 13th. So just uh, stick around. We'll, after, we'll, in just a few minutes, we'll talk about that. Big news, though, coming for people in the trustful Odenville Clay Pinson area. Uh, you remember Bo Nix? He was uh, he led the uh, the uh, the uh, he led Pinson Valley to uh, a, a championship, and now he's uh, the the quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. And he had some big news come out this week. Now, just to give you a little backstory, NCAA has uh, approved. Uh, a name, image, and likeness policy. This allows student athletes the opportunity to be paid. Yeah, I know. Uh, the policy was made after the Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional for athletes to be prohibited from earning money. And so college athletes all went, hey, guys, the, the schools are making a ton of money off of us, and uh, we want some of that money headed back this way, which I get and I don't because you are getting a free education for the most part, um, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars involved with that. Much bigger than some of these uh, endorsement deals that I'm seeing. Actually, the uh, actual the, the free schooling is actually worth more than the bulk sum that they're making. Anyway, Bo Nix, Auburn University quarterback, uh, took to Instagram at 12:01 Thursday, which is when the rule went into effect, uh, to advertise Milo's sweet tea. 1201, he announced this. He says, how sweet it is to partner with at Drink Milo's for my first sponsorship as a college athlete. Uh, he said, Milo's tea is a family tradition at the Knicks house, especially for holidays, so I'm excited to represent the best sweet tea ever. Hashtag Drink Milo's, hashtag Milo's Moments, hashtag ad. Um, a bunch of other athletes quickly followed. Miami uh, quarterback Derek King, who has reportedly signed a $20,000 deal with College Hunks, which I'm hoping is like a moving company. I don't know. Uh, Michigan football players Blake Corum and uh, Mike Serencilli uh, uh, announced on Thursday morning their partnership with Yoke Gaming, which is a cool concept. It's actually like it's like you're putting combining Twitch with um, Cameo. You can like play games against other athletes. It's cool. Um, 
it's becoming the new norm in college sports. So I mean, I don't know who's what's going to happen here because, and I'll give me let me give you some background here on me. I've tried before to get into NFL football, and I just can't. Just knowing how much these guys make, and these are grown men, it's just, uh, I just if someone throws a ball, they're probably going to catch it, that sort of stuff. I like the the surprise of, of hey, they caught it, I can't believe it. Um, college football just seemed more organic and grassroots to me. So I just I didn't have a whole lot of interest in, in, in the NFL. Uh, I openly referred to it as where people go when they retire from the SEC. It's the NFL. <laughs> it's like the Masters League, you know? <laughs> so I I don't know. This kind of sullies it a bit. If I know that, you know, the, the quarterback for my favorite team is going is is also making a ton of money on the side, not not with, with books, not with not with um, you know, not he's not preparing for a future. Instead, he's just trying to make the money now. I I don't it, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. Now, the flip side would be, yes, it is fair for them to make money if the school's making a bunch of money off of their likenesses and that sort of thing. The other thing would be maybe it'll keep people from being so hasty to jump ship and go and try to go into the draft for the NFL because if they're making money here and they're also getting a degree here, maybe they'll stick around that extra year and actually get their degree because so many of them say they're going to come back and finish and never do. Because they get out and they start making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they think, "Yeah, why would I worry about that now? I'm, I'm past it. You know, I'm not going back." So we've got that as as a consideration. But I wonder what you think. Send me an email, Mark at MarkHarvardCreative.com. You can also uh, leave a post over on the Facebook page. I'd love to hear what you what you think about it that way. Um, I actually posted something over on uh, over on the uh, the TikTok about this, and uh, we're getting a few reactions over there as well. But what do you think? Is it okay for college athletes to get uh, to get uh, paid for their images? Now, one one side note: of this does this mean that we're going to get uh, NCAA football back on on PlayStation? Because <laughs> that was actually a game that I wouldn't mind playing you know there have been years where i would love to have played uh as my favorite alabama team uh yeah i'm an alumni from the university of alabama so that that's where it's where i am i don't i'm not bashing auburn uh we can have two good schools in the state it's okay <laughs> i'm just saying so yeah i th- what do you think about that is that something that's gonna be okay and it's gonna be interesting to see how far some of these sponsorships go you know because you've got you know some of these undershoots here. I mean, Milo's is a pretty big name for the Milo sweet tea, which is different from the Milo's restaurants, by the way. So if you if you're if you're an Alabama fan, you don't want to support somebody from Auburn, uh, just don't drink the tea. You can uh, you can still go to the restaurant. You can still go get a burger. <laughs> they're, they're two completely different uh, companies now. They've they've totally split off. Um, I think I want to say there was some sort of family rift. Involved? I, I don't know. Anyway, um, but it's gonna be interesting to see how far these sponsorships go, because you know we've got this little cameo gaming, yoke gaming thing. But what happens when we end up with you know the whole team being sponsored by Nike and Nike giving all the uniforms, but yet a running back gets sponsored by Under Armour? What happens then? I want to see how. I want to see what happens in that scenario. Um, also, I mean, what happens if we we start going into some gray areas with content and with sponsors? Um, I mean, we we start you know some of the more questionable companies out there, um, adult industry stuff. I mean, what what's to keep that from happening? Are there is there a morality clause in this? 
Because if so, then th- that's limiting it, which kind of I feel like goes in the face of the Supreme Court decision. But at the same time, as a team, you want to make sure that your players are 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 being are being good and are not you know being awful. I mean, that's how we end up with like a Johnny Manziel. Uh, I mean, if this were around when he was around, I would suge- I would say that he might be sponsored by a strip club. I don't know. <laughs> Where is that line? So I, I would need to I would need to find out more about that. Where where, where can we where can they find, um, where can they find uh, sponsorships and what's off limits? Where's that gray area? I'd love to to see where that ends up. So, speaking of sports, with a message, this story came out of New Jersey, and I love this because yeah, Jack was Jack's four. My little boy is four, and when we announced we were having a baby, we took a picture in Disney World of a little Mickey Mouse ears, and and it said Baby Harvard, and we put you know the mouse ears on one of the statues and took a picture of the castles in the background. I framed it up real nice, and we posted that to Facebook on Father's Day, actually. And, uh, you know, got a little bit of likes and that sort of thing. So we came time, we found out Jack was going to be Jack. He was going to be a boy. And so we posted a picture with the name. And actually, a picture of the name and my childhood teddy bear sitting beside it. Uh, my little Winnie the Pooh that I had. So that's how we announced the gender. We didn't have a party. We didn't do a big thing. And those parties usually, I don't know, they, they annoy me a little bit. Uh, I don't like. I don't really like going to those. And I mean, so for so many of them, it's you know, it's 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 for the parents. You want to be there to support the parents, and I get that. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy to do that. But otherwise, it's kind of okay. Let's. It, they end so fast because once you find out that the party's over, and it's, I don't know. They're 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 not my favorite to go to. That said, I would go to New Jersey for this party. <laughs> It's become kind of a sore point. Pretty much everyone, each new announcement is trying to pull off something insane and crazy in the process. And things are starting to escalate, getting out of hand. I mean, like forest fires have started because someone wanted to to blow up, a, you know, a bomb or a car or something like that that, that was going to explode in blue or pink smoke. So this is, I think, the culmination. You're, you're never going to top this with a gender reveal party. Because what they did is they did a WWE gender reveal. It's pretty great. Clothesline, random guy coming in, smacking one of the wrestlers with a chair. Yeah, I'd pay to watch this gender reveal. (laughs) So what they did was they had two wrestlers, one dressed in pink, one dressed in blue. The both the wrestlers knew who was who was gonna win, and the winner was the sex of the baby. So blue was against pink, and they did all. I mean, the flying elbows. I've got a video right here, and I actually shared it over on the Facebook page. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go with a gender reveal, yeah, you feel like you just have to do this. This is the way to do it. This is absolutely the way to make this happen. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So I mean. I, I don't know. This is this is great. I love this. Uh, I put the link over on the Facebook page, so let me know. And and also let me let me know what. How did you do? Did you did you do a gender reveal? Reveal? And if you did, how did you announce it? Was it simple like mine? Was it elaborate like this? I mean, I've, we've all seen the whole um, you know uh, shut off fireworks or a uh, or a, a golf ball. I've seen a golf ball that crumbles when the dad hits it with a golf club. I've seen that. I've seen. Um, 
I've seen the arrow. You shoot a bow and arrow into a target, and it explodes, and it's a big puff of blue smoke or pink smoke. I've seen the cake thing where you cut into, and it's either blue or pink, food-colored uh, cake. Um, I've seen a lot of those. Okay, anyway. But yeah, that that this is a more creative one that actually entertains me. So you know, and I know when when you go to a gender reveal, it's all about Mark. <laughs> How can we keep Mark from being bored? There you go. <laughs> Stick around. Coming up in just a few, we're going to talk a little bit about spanking. A new study's come out that says spanking can worsen a child's behavior and do real harm. So we're going to talk about that in a bit. Also, Christian uh, artist Matthew West has deleted a video. After a backlash that he did, that he made off of, off his song "Modest Is Hottest," yeah, you see where this is going. All that and more coming up right here. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Stick around. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Summer's here, and it is time to update that summer wardrobe with some merch from the Mark Harvard Podcast. Go to markharvardcreative.com right now and click the store link to go get T-shirts, polos, bags, and hats with the Mark Harvard Podcast logo on them. You can also pick up our famous Jesus Soundwave design featuring the audio soundwave of the name Jesus. All that and so much more found at markharvardcreative.com today. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. There's a lot of people that are going to bang their hands on the desk and be real angry and stuff. What we're going to do is find the ways that God is working in all of this trouble and turmoil. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? We'll go over history, we'll go over the news of the day, and I'm probably going to make some jokes about 80s cartoons. The Mark Harvard Podcast. You never know what you're going to get, but if you don't listen, you don't get anything. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and online at markharvardcreative.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Stick around. On the way, we're going to talk a little bit about spanking. And uh, first, I want to get into this, though. Uh, Matthew West, who I've had the honor of interviewing a couple times. He seemed to get, be a nice guy for the most part. I mean, granted, he was just doing a radio interview. And so you know, he was going to be on his best behavior. I've, I've heard some other things about him, but I don't know any of that firsthand. So, yeah, uh, nothing nothing bad, nothing bad. Just, you know, just a little, you know, his writer might be a little extensive, that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, so he released this song called Modest is Hottest, and it's about dads convincing their daughters that, you know, modest is hottest, and then speaking, you know, about you know, covering up and and not you know, dressing skanky or anything like that. So it's an age-old phrase, Christian parents encourage their daughters to keep necklines high and their, short, their, their shorts or their skirt length long, uh, cover your belly button ring, that sort of thing. So... West lyrics include lyrics about boys loving girls who wear turtlenecks, a sensible pair of slacks, and a one-piece and raincoat over it. He calls out well-known celebrities like the Kardashians or Cardi B, saying that their clothing is not something to be replicated by their daughters. So, song comes out, and immediately there's a backlash. Because in this purity culture battle that's going on right now, a lot of parents, a lot of girls, and even guys felt the song placed the responsibility of remaining pure on girls while either abs- I mean, just absolving men completely of any responsibility or just saying they can't help it. Audrey Assad, actually, another another singer, said, uh, claims the song is demeaning to women and men because, you know, it, it says that women are the cause of all the issues and also it says that men are idiots and can't, you know, handle themselves or control themselves. 
So one mom spoke to the Today Show about the song and how she does not want her own daughter to even listen to it. She says, what a girl wears does not equal her worth, which I absolutely agree. Girls don't wear clothes because it's what boys really love. If you're comfortable in modest clothing, rock it. And if you want to dance on TikTok in clothes you love, don't let people like Matthew West tell you that's bad. After a week of cultural backlash, West chose to delete the video which I think was wise. After he pulled the song, West released a statement about his decision to delete, citing people's opinions of the song as something he took to heart. And uh, his statement that he put out was, I'm blessed to be the father of two amazing daughters. I wrote a song poking fun at myself for being an overprotective dad, and my family thought it was funny. The song was created as satire, and I realized that some people did not receive it as intended. I've taken the feedback to heart. The last thing I want to do is distract from the real reason why I make music to spread a message of hope and love to the world. Proud hashtag girl dad. So I see where he's coming from. I see where it might, where he could have been putting it out there as, as a parody or as, as some satire. But someone in his organization should have stopped him. Because in this supercharged world of everyone jumping over everybody, you can't put a, a joke that's not an obvious joke out there. People take it. People are going to take it seriously. They really are. He said, I'm blessed to be the father of two amazing girls. And he said, that, and, and while the song, it, it's offline now. But the conversation about promoting a modest is hottest message is still ongoing. The church is reconciling with purity culture right now and how they talk about sex. And the concept is going to be around for a while. So I the whole decision to bring down the video and bring down the song, um, I think at, at the point they did it, that was really his only shot. He, was, he had said it satire. He has said it was a joke. And the, 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 uh, the backlash continued. It was not something he was going to get away from. I think at that point, he just had to pull it down because obviously the joke did not land. Uh, the room did not receive it, and you know, and I, and we've all had those. You know, anybody that you know, anybody that likes to make jokes, you've had those one or two, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have made that joke. That was probably over the line, or that did not hit, or oh, I should re- I should explain that came out wrong. <laughs> You know, everyone has has made that joke, and everybody has done that. So, I, I, unfortunately, he made it in a very public way, and um, he's going to take a few lumps off this. So, he'll be fine. Matthew West has been around a long time. He knows how to write a song. He knows how to write a good song, actually. Um, so, this was just it was a misstep. Someone in his in his organization probably should have have helped him with. Someone in his organization probably should have have said, "Hey, guy." Um, just throw it out there. You may want to rethink this, you know, but you know, he, uh, he's learning a lesson now, I guess. <laughs> uh, when you were growing up, how, how were you disciplined? Were you, uh, were you spanked? Were you, I mean, did you have to, you know, was the, was there the, the, the sitting in the corner thing, the, you know, go to your room, that sort of thing. Is that how you were disciplined? For me, it was, I, I I can I think count on one hand the number of times I was spanked in my life, um, because my parents realized early in spanking I I could withstand a spanking and get it over with and that was fine you know wasn't it wasn't pleasant, but at the same time I it didn't deter me if it was something I really wanted to do I would take the spanking. What really made a big indention in me was mildly inconveniencing me for an extended period of time. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, my mom was a high school teacher, so anything I could do, she had seen done better. So I didn't really stand a chance at getting away with anything. So we, <laughs> one thing I remember, when I remember is I went through a phase, I guess I was the fifth grade, maybe sixth grade, where I, I would not study for tests. And I was like, I can't study because I forgot my book, my, my, my English book. I forgot it at school. So I can't stay for this test tomorrow. So I guess I'll just have to watch TV. And mom would say, no, you, you go to your room and, you know, whatever. But. That was my big thing was if I didn't want to study, if I didn't want to do homework, I just wouldn't bring my books home. I can't do homework. I got nothing. So eventually my my mom had had enough. And so my parents said that, okay, from for the next six weeks period, you bring home every book you have. Empty your entire desk into your backpack. Every book comes home. And so after six weeks, I carried every book I had. And it felt like it was, like, it was half my body weight. And my back hurt, my shoulders hurt, and that went on for six weeks. Even after, you know, apparently the problem got solved, for six weeks, I still brought every book home. I, I It got to the point where I actually ripped open a backpack. Like, the strap ripped off the backpack at one point. <laughs> yeah, it was that kind of heavy. So, so that was how I responded to, to discipline. Mildly inconveniencing for a set amount of time. Uh, another thing was if I, I would get home and I'd be in a rush to do my homework because I'd want to watch TV and stuff like that. So mom made a rule six for six weeks, next six weeks, no TV before 7 o'clock. You come home, you sit at the dining room table with your books, whether you have homework or not, and that's what you do. Extended amount of time would drive me crazy. So spanking, not a big deal for me. A new study has come out, though, saying that spanking can worsen a child's behavior and do real harm. Yeah, it, it doesn't appear to improve a child's behavior at all, they say. Um, that's a, according to a review of 69 studies from the U.S., Canada, China, Colombia, Greece, Japan, Switzerland, Turkey, and the U.K. The review, published Monday in the journal Lancet, found physical punishment such as spanking as harmful to children's development and well-being. That's the quote. Parents hit their children because they think doing so will improve their behavior. Unfortunately for parents who hit, our research found clear and compelling evidence that physical punishment does not improve children's behavior and instead makes it worse. They said that children acted out more after punishment. To measure the impact of spanking and other physical punishments that parents might typically choose to discipline a child, the new review excluded verbal and severe types of physical punishment that would be characterized as, as abuse. So, yeah, they're not they're not saying, you know, the child abuse type of, of punishment. We're talking about just a simple spanking, you know, a correcting. Hitting a child, they say with an object is off limits, uh, hitting or slapping the face, head or ears, throwing an object at a child. These are things that are obviously bad. Um, they say some studies in the review found mixed results, seeing some positive and negative results associated with physical punishment. But the majority of the studies showed a significant negative impact in a number of ways. Now, like I said, for me, punishment uh, with spanking, not a big deal for me. It did not help or hurt. It was something that, oh, mom didn't let me do this or dad didn't let me do this. So I got a spanking. Okay, I'll, I'll move on. It really it wasn't anything that really stuck with me. And mom and dad, they realized that early. They're, okay, spanking doesn't work with him, so we'll figure something else out. Uh, with, and being a parent, you've got to bob and weave. My little boy Jack, I mean, I'm, 
if I need to do like make to make a point or get his attention for something, I'll spank him. But uh, for something like a severe, you know, lying or something like that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spank him for lying. For that, something I will do more. Okay, well then you don't get this, or I'll withhold a motivator or something like that. Um, we're fighting that battle with him right now, actually, uh, with with potty training. Um, so we're we're having to f- come up with motivators for him on on potty training. We're not spanking him for you know pooping in the pot for not pooping in the potty. Don't 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 get freaked out about that. We're not doing that. But we're with it's it's with the motivators. We're having to figure out different motivators to to try to you know get that to be a thing now. Different kids are different. They 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 respond to different things. They they uh, different different things work with them with different kids. For me, like I said, like I said before, it was the uh, slow. Almost Chinese water torture drip of a of a mild inconvenience. For others, you have to go completely nuclear to get their attention, and I know people like that. I know people that are like that, and it has not worked. Um, I know that when I know a lot of parents yell all the time, and that's just what their nature is. They don't realize when you yell all the time, it makes it really easy to tune out yelling. So you've got to have that dynamic. Um. Listen to me sounding like a parenting expert. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's like the that's like the biggest myth of parenthood is realizing how little anyone knows what they're doing. So, so yeah, what do you think about this? Um, spanking is still allowed worldwide as of 2017. 63 percent of children between the ages of two and four, or some 250 million children, live in countries that allow spanking and are regularly subjected to physical punishment by their caregivers. In the U.S., all 50 states say it's legal for parents to use physical punishment on their children. 19 states still have laws on the books that allow schools to use corporate corporal punishment. At school, I've been, I was spanked twice in school. Once I was in the fourth grade. Once I was in the tenth grade, fourth grade, um, I wouldn't say it was a food fight, but food was thrown. I was one of like four or five kids giving a spanking. Um, in the tenth grade, and this is this is funny. In the tenth grade, I'm at uh, I'm at Sylacauga High School, and we're in gym class, and uh, it, was, it was during that time we were doing all those uh, different um, physical fitness test things, and it's the day for the V sit. Now, if you, if you remember this test, it's basically you put your, your you, you sit on the floor, legs straight out in front of you, you, put your ankles on a line, and you're supposed to bend forward to see how far you can flex your spine to, to reach. That's all we did that day. So we dressed, we put our gym clothes on, went out, did that, and went back, put our street clothes back on. So we all come out, and the coach at the time, and, I'm, and I, know, I know he's retired now, so I mean, it's not a big deal, um, came out, and he says, guys, you guys all took showers, right? And we're like, no, because we just did a V set. Nobody even broke a sweat. And he said, if I walk in there and that shower door, if that, if that 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 shower is dry, then you're all getting a spanking. You're all getting a paddling. Well, as a class, it was like one of this unwritten rule things. We all looked at each other and we're like, all right, we'll take it. <laughs> we made him. We made him paddle an entire gym class. <laughs> Like 50, 60 guys. And by the end, he could barely move his arm. It was it was it was funny. But um but yeah. 
So obviously that didn't correct anything. But yeah, so that that's the only spanking I, at school I can remember, those two. Uh, 50% of parents reported spanking a child in 1993, but by 2017, that number was down to 35%. However, the number is still too high by 2018 standards set by the American Academy of Pediatrics, who specialize in the study of child abuse. Um, I don't think spanking is, a ch- is child abuse. I think you've got to keep it in check. Like I said, if you need to, if you need to get attention, if you, if you need attention, spanking will do that. Um, as far as a long form correction of behavior, I don't think it's effective for that. And that's just me. Other people may may disagree. If you do, let me know. Send me an email, mark at markharvardcreative.com. Um, you can also leave a message over on the uh, on the Facebook page or the, through the Instagram account or any of those. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Really would. You can also send me a message through my website at markharvardcreative.com as well. So let me know what you think about it. I mean, is spanking effective? Is it not? I'd love to, love to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, or you could actually come out and tell me in person. That's right. We got another live event coming up. Had a blast at Hammer and Stain over in uh, over in Birmingham this past weekend. Coming up July the thirteenth, Tuesday night. Get another special bonus episode of the podcast live from Main Street Italian Bistro in Springville, Alabama. Fantastic. Scott Cole and the gang over there do a fantastic job. Um, their seafood lasagna is fantastic. I had a uh, shrimp and crawfish ravioli when I was there last time. Man, that was good. Um, but come on by. We're going to be doing the podcast live um, right there from from the restaurant. So you can have some amazing Italian food. And you can listen to the, me do the podcast and be a part of it. We'll have an extra mic there. If you got something to say, come on with it. We'll, we'll let you be on the show. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, at 6 o'clock, July the 13th at Main Street Italian Bistro over in Springville. It's a family-owned restaurant. Inside dining, outside dining, takeout, but you don't get to be part of the podcast if you do takeout. Cajun chicken ravioli, uh, seafood lasagna, chicken alfredo, white chicken lasagna. It's it's good, guys. Uh, and their pizza is fantastic, too. My little boy snacked down on a, on a pizza there. And we were there, what, about a week and a half ago? Fantastic, absolutely fantastic, and they have a nice little courtyard you can sit in as well. That's hopefully the weather is going to cre- going to cooperate, and I can just do the podcast outside because it is awesome in that little courtyard. Fantastic! So yeah, come on by and uh, see us on July the thirteenth. That's for the Mark Harvard podcast live from Main Street Italian Bistro. Uh, hey, don't forget we've got uh, we're all over the place. You know, um, th- this podcast is is all over the place wherever you find podcasts. So share it with friends, family, and be sure to subscribe over on our YouTube channel. It's uh, we don't have a custom URL yet. We're trying to get some subscribers so we can get a custom URL. So I'd appreciate your help there as well. Go find us over on uh, over on uh, over on YouTube and subscribe. Uh, in the meantime, have a fantastic week, and I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.